Driving with Quisha. It's a party with Quisha. Loud mouth for Jesus. Inspiring the people. Driving with Quisha. What's up, world? What's up, sweet, beautiful souls of the world? This is the Driving with Quisha podcast. And wanted to chat about something that was on my heart this morning. Hopefully I'd be encouraging to someone. Praise the Lord. So, I was thinking about my week ago experience where Thursdays are just life-changing for me these days. Um, <laughs> um, where I had an experience where I went to this event and then they wanted to sell me on something and I said no thanks multiple times. And when I finally stood up with my friend to go, I'm like, seriously, no thanks. Um, they started picking on me, like making fun of me for not, you know, getting the service as if that's to say that I choose to fail. I choose to never try again. I choose to quit. Like the only option I have is their program. And I was like, that is just not good business. You know, like that's not a nice way to treat people that's what I was just thinking like as a business owner I wouldn't want my employees to present our company that way in any way that crushes people or tears them down especially uh if we're saying you know everything is fantastic and lovely and we're just being so kind and sweet until you say no to what we're offering I think if you're really genuinely nice sweet and kind all these things um, you don't tear people down just because they don't want what you're giving you're offering them you just say okay that's fine you can pray for people and if God moves their heart to receive that thing then so be it but otherwise um, it's like perfectly fine you know what I'm saying to just you know just let people make their own decisions right we all have there's like a million options and a million ways to succeed in life whatever you want to define success as so uh it's I don't think that you know it's it's nice to be mean to people especially specifically because they didn't do what you wanted them to do and so they were kind of picking at me but not towards me they were like kind of in my earshot because they're sitting right in front of me and as I'm saying no thanks they started giggling at each other and saying oh yeah I love to stay you know in pity or whatever like just picking on me right and then I was just like um you know thank you God that you show me people's true colors because I'm gonna tell you what you say no to somebody that's how you can find out how much they're really for you that's how you can find out how kind they really are say no to them like genuinely meaning it like because you don't want it not as a test but it turns out it's a test of their character as well you will find out how you know genuine people's sentiments are how genuine people are when they don't get their way so i'm okay with when when god reveals those things to me if you don't put um a character on people like if you don't apply uh the purpose of that they're in your life if you don't apply a you know a scribe i think is what i'm trying to say like the intention of they're just who they are if you don't try to put that on them and you just let them be them and show who they are you'll actually 
not be as butthurt when you find out that they're not that cool like when i say cool i don't mean that they're hip i mean that they are um not that nice or whatever you be like oh well like you know i think that's when people get people get messed up in in relationship romantic relationship because they start assigning character traits to people that they don't have and they get mad when the person shows their true colors it's like that's not who they are you know that's who you wanted them to be so you know anyway i i wasn't hurt because i was trying to keep my mind open to who they really were like that's something i'm working on and and being careful not to assign character traits to people or you know try to try to identify them as someone they're not like let them show you who they are right so i can't be mad so when they showed me who they were i was like oh thank you lord and then i just keep it going and i wasn't you know broken hearted or anything like that because i didn't hold them in some some kind of high esteem that their character was high you know a uh, uh, high esteem that's higher than their character actually is you know you can't be disappointed you know if you just let the people be who they are and you accept them for that so i i i did i let them be who they are accept them for that and i and i i'm proud of myself the way i handled um the way the way that the way that i handled how they reacted to my no thanks you know i didn't trust me i don't say things like I don't say it like a jerk or anything. I just no thanks, not interested, whatever. Could have took it the first time. You wanted to say it six more times. That's your fault. You wanted to hear no six times, seven times. But my whole thing is, is make sure your hands are clean, your heart's pure, right? When you say or do anything. And so that was my goal. And I'm at peace for the way I handle it. And they got to deal with God for how they handle it. But um all gucci to me and here's the thing um what i got today a week after that event was that i feel like god was showing me that that's that's how the demons are i'm not calling these guys demons i'm saying that the way that they were cackling and, and laughing and picking on me and thinking i'm gonna fail because i don't you know because whatever uh it's it's that's how the demons are because they're literally looking at me thinking oh look at Quisha wallowing in her self-sorrow ha 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 you know because that's kind of essentially what these guys were saying um because the chart that i was working on it says you know here's what i don't here's what i'm um missing out on in life because i'm not focusing on my goal and i'm not fulfilling my goal and because I'm missing out on those things, it's, it's what I get from that could be self-pity. It could be uh, comfort, false sense of comfort. It could be, um, you know, I don't know, um, uh, protection from trying. You know, when you don't try, you feel safe, right? You know, you don't, you, so it's like safety. I get safety. It's a false sense of safety because it's not my true self and I'm unfulfilled. But because I'm unfulfilled, I feel safe because I didn't try, you know. So they're kind of picking on me. And I think that's exactly what the demons are doing. So I'm so grateful for that moment. I'm so grateful for the revelation I feel in my heart right now. From that, you know, a week later looking back. And um, I'm so grateful that they did that. You know, to me, I was like, oh, that's not okay that you're like that. But 
thank you. You know, God used that to bless me so much because now I'm conscientious of the fact that there, I mean, cause look, when you bail out of your goals and your dreams because someone said something negative about you or about them, uh, those goals and dreams, because whatever reason, if you're bailing out on your purpose and call from God for whatever reason, I mean, and I really do believe that there are demonic forces behind dreams and purpose and goals. I definitely think there's an attack on the sciences and arts and things like that. Science proves God, as far as I'm concerned, in art, kind of reflects his love, his glory, his beauty. And there's an attack against that creativity and that ex exploration. Because scientists will ask the questions. A true scientist will ask the question, even if they don't know the answer. That's why they do so many experiments. They will ask the question. And I really, with sidebar, would encourage people to do that. I've been, I've been asking God questions that usually you would think, oh, that's so like kind of embarrassing to ask you know um, there's something there's something right now I'm thinking of and I'm like I'm waiting for the uh, revelation from the Lord with that but just and it's not even necessarily something super deep well it is deep because you don't know the answer but it's not something like necessarily personal it's something you can share like I can share this once I get the answer but I just want to have just me and God time with it right now as I as I get that understanding but it's like, don't be afraid to ask God the questions. From a pure heart, a genuine place, God's not going to be like, why are you questioning me? How dare you question me? Um, David, King David said, what is man that you're mindful of him? I don't think that that's like him coming from a bad space. I think he's just like, wow, we are just not worthy of you, God. Like, that's an all in worship of God, that kind of question. And it's okay to ask God questions. You know, um, something maybe that's Googleable, and he might lead you to Google it, or it could be something that 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 Holy Spirit's got to reveal to you. And even there, sometimes there's answers on pages right in front of you in the Bible, but without the revelation of Holy Spirit, you're not going to get it. So you still need the Lord to illuminate your mind. So you still have to ask the question. I say, ask the question. You know, I've been picked on for being a question asker, and I've had to be so confident in the Lord to say. You know what? I only ask questions that I don't know the answer to. I've asked so many questions in my life. I know so much information. I know so many things. Or at least I know how to get to the answer because I've been down this street before. So I'm asking you a question in this moment, but it's I'm not asking you all the other questions I know the answer to now, right? So I'm gaining it, I'm gleaning, I'm actually growing. And, and see, I think there's an attack of the enemy against that. And that's why people pick on people for asking questions. But when you ask, you, you know, the Bible says, ask, seek, and knock. Like, ask, and it shall be given to you, right? That information will be given to you. That download, that holy download will be given to you. God wants to talk to us, right? He wants us to talk to him. He wants us to have this conversation. It's okay to ask the question. So there's this, there is an attack against the curiosity because I think that God can step in in that place, you know, curiosity. And then because we're not feeling it with our understanding. We're being open to God's understanding. And then when God steps in and answers, we see God. And I, the enemy doesn't want us to see 
God. You know what I'm saying? So there's attack against science. There's attack against art. Um, so on and so forth. And so you have to see, I know there's that book, Screw Tape Letters. Um, but I believe that it talks about demonic, uh, let me see, spiritual warfare and like the demonic uh, kind of attacks against people and how the conversations the demons have between one another or whatever. I have not read it because I have to be ready for stuff like that. But what I find to be pretty fascinating is that conversation that I feel like happened between, not that I feel that I know happened between that guy, uh, those two guys last week. I feel like that's a conversation a demon's just, you know, I see them just tapping their fingers, you know, one hand to the other if they have hands and just, you know, kind of cackling and, and making fun of picking on humans, especially those that aren't, you know, Filling their dreams and their calling and purpose. I think if we really see the spiritual side of things, it makes the natural side like the nat. You don't get stuck on the natural. You you can hear someone say crap about your business or your vision and your dreams, and you'll just be like, "Wow, the devil is really coming after my dream and vision. I must be on the right path." You know what I'm saying? It gives a different perspective, a holy perspective. Because Jesus is in us, we have holy perspective. We can see things that way. You know what I'm saying? We have access to the Father. We have access to the Father because we have access to all knowledge. It, it's like, um, it's like, sorry, I'm trying to keep my thoughts straight. It's like, it's very fascinating to me just how broad God is. And he said, all you have to do is ask. I would love to tell you. All you have to do is lean in and I would love to speak to you. You know what I'm saying about this? Um, God cares about whatever concerns us. You know, I think that people get picked on um, when they maybe share their praise report or when they share a prayer request or whatever they're going through. And someone might just kind of say, dude, it's not that serious. And, and, and I might say, dude, it's not that serious. But I, I hope that I would get balanced to say, to say, look at it as, as what's really going on behind the scenes because the enemy is trying to get you to see surface and you need to see spiritual so you can go to war spiritually. But that's what I mean. It's not that serious. But there are people who are going to say it's not that serious and, and, and be attacking um, the call of God on your life, attacking, you know, your, your, not attacking the call of God on your life. At this point, they're attacking. Um, your heart because this is important to you and when people kind of say dude it's not that serious or whatever brush off things that really concern you I think we start thinking that's how God is that's not how God is God cares about what you care about I really believe his spirit is on the inside of us especially even those of us who have received Christ into our life we have Holy Spirit living on the inside of us God is only he cares about what concerns even if you're not saved God cares about what concerns you I've been not saved. I know that I can look back and say God cared about me. If God didn't care about me, I wouldn't be saved. You know what I'm saying? It would be that just the people who are saved would be saved. And the thing is, saved is a past tense. It means you are rescued. It means something happened. There was a shift that happened. It doesn't mean you are saved. You're not saved. You're saved. You were saved from something. That means you had to come out of something. Everybody is coming out of something. And I think people forget those who are saved forget they were delivered and those who are not saved yet think that they they missed the whole story the, the gospel we had to be delivered from something you've seen people who were saved they were delivered from something even if they're acting like they haven't been so anyways i think there was a lot of sidebars 
<laughs> bring it back in. The devil is busy. He's trying to come after your the call of God on your life, your purpose, the visions that God's put in you, the dreams that God's put in you, the hope, the encouragement that God's put in you. I mean, hope. Like when people are sick, you know what I'm saying, and they're going through something like cancer or some kind of battle, and yeah, the enemy's gonna come after your hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know, you get kind of sick in the heart. You get sad. You know, you can get your soul can be cast down. Your countenance can change because your that hope is being attacked. So I mean, the enemy is, he comes after. So you have to, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Speak life over yourself, right? We have to speak life over each other and and things like that. It all goes hand in hand. But here's the thing. I'm trying to get on, stay on track with is that. I really believe that cackling happens in the spirit realm. That the enemy is laughing at us when we are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to quit. I tried and I failed. I'm never going to try this again. I'm done. I'm never going to try again. Satan is like, perfect. Let them waddle in their self-pity and their false sense of security. You know what I'm saying? Like demons are, <laughs> we really did a good job with that. Like I feel like this and no kidding. <laughs> I just thought of it. That dude's voice kind of sounded like that, like <laughs> like that, like, you know, and so, oh, God bless him. I'm not making fun of his voice, but I'm just thinking about, wow, that is pretty interesting that that was a voice that I, that I used to say that's what demons are doing, but it's so real. The struggle is so real. Life is real. Like things are going to come up that try to attack purpose and you have to stay so focused like this morning. I went to sleep, okay, last night I went to sleep two hours late, right? So that means I only got six hours, maybe five and some change, really, by the time I actually fell asleep. Asleep, and I'm supposed to get my eight, right? So when I woke up, it was easy to, it would, it would have been easy, and I had like two and a half seconds of this, of pitying myself and saying, you know what, I'm just gonna sleep in, <laughs> okay? Because I, I deserve it. I work really hard. You know, I I try really hard. God sees it. God knows, you know, God knows. And um, that I, I should get more sleep. Yeah, I should get more sleep. So I'm just, I can just stay here. I'm just going to stay here and sleep and I'm not going to work out. You know, I, I can work out maybe later today if I have time. When I get back, I don't know what time I'm going to get back and I don't know if I'm going to have energy, but maybe I'll work out later today and just kind of do that, you know? And I was, I was <laughs> last night. I messed up with my sleep the night before. I messed myself up with my sleep, and I think the night before. So I'm three days in of just, like, not sleeping well. You can't tell because I'm so, like, on fire right now. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. But praise the Lord, you know, that's all God. And I am a morning person, but I don't, I don't sound drowsy and things like that because I got up with purpose, dude. My whole point, or do that, is that when we have vision – when it's difficult, when your flesh is saying, just stay in bed, there's no reason to get up. You have every reason to call in sick today. Aren't you sick of driving? Aren't you sick of driving to work? Aren't you sick of me? You know, it's so easy to give it to the flesh, right? But then you have to think about if I take these steps, this self-pitying, this, this like laziness, this, you know, the Bible talks about it, and, and I love it. And I don't think it's, I think it's like Proverbs 6. 
can't remember. But it talks about uh, wake up, you sluggard. Look to the ant and consider her ways and be wise or something like that. Because the ant, it gathers out of season. Oh, I, I just love that scripture. It, it preach all by itself. But the thing is, like, there's also the scripture where it talks about, and it, I don't know if it's really close to that verse, but it's talking about, you know, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little uh, folding of the hands. A little, and, and it talks about, like, uh, just like, man, how's it? I don't forget. It's like a door hinge. I, I forget. Like, just turning back and forth. It's so funny because that is my life. That That is the struggle that is real for me because sleep feels so good. It feels like, and scientifically, it is healthy for you. So it's almost like, Maybe I should be doing this. Maybe I should just remain in bed sleep. You know, like this is, this makes sense, right? You know, I can pull up a scientific study that says that I need to go back to sleep. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get enough sleep. That is um, a discipline issue on my part that I didn't get enough sleep. But I can't fail for the day because I slipped up last night, you know? And it wasn't that I wasn't doing anything productive. I didn't do everything I wanted to do, but I was being productive. Um, the thing is that uh, I have to have enough vision, at least enough, you know, more than enough would be great, but enough vision to say the steps that I'm taking now to just like while in self-pity, roll back and forth in my bed, pull the sheets back over my head, click on the snooze button, don't yield to what I actually want in life. I actually want to get to where I love working. Okay. I'm one of those people. I love working. And I was just reflecting as I was getting in my car today and just kind of my heart was smiling. I'm thinking to myself, thank you, Lord, for my job. Thank you, God, that I get to work. Thank you, God, that because I've been in a situation more than once where I didn't have work and I would love to have something to do for the day, you know, and why not get paid while doing it, you know? And yes, I know people want to give me pity for the drive, and I don't want it. I love I love God because I don't want the pity. I don't want pity for the drive. I signed up for this. Make the bed and lay in it. It's yours. You know what I'm saying? I don't. You don't. You don't. You don't do things and then say I want everybody to cry over this for me. You know, I want everybody to pat me on the back for this. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God. Hallelujah. Go forth in the strength of the Lord and do the thing that he's called you to do. And you shouldn't be doing something he didn't call you to do in the first place. You won't have peace about it. So how can you really walk in his strength? You don't even, you will feel like you're distant from him because sin separates us from God. So if you're, if you're aligned with God, you're doing what God wants you to do. And you feel like you're doing what God wants you to do. And your conscience is clear about it. You know, you can walk in peace. You can drive in peace. You can live peacefully. And then... You, you're not, you don't need pity because you have God's strength. Like, what would I need? I have God's grace. I have God's strength. His grace is sufficient in my weakness. I actually don't have the grace on my own to do what I'm doing. I don't have the strength on my own to do what I'm doing. But God, hello, is in this. He's so in this that I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it to that point. You, know, you might listen to the podcast before when I was in my flesh more. And I was not perfectly fine with it. But I am perfectly fine with it because I trust God. And so here's the thing. Um, I'm so glad for the little cackling that happened last week. I'm so glad for the revelation that happened this morning in the shower. And I'm so glad that God reminded me and that I get to record that today. Because 
I could have easily forgot. There's things that I've been like, oh, I need to share that with the world, Jesus. And it slips because I didn't write it down. I didn't pre-record it anywhere because, like, I made a little voice note earlier as I was getting dressed because I was thinking about this while I was in the shower. So as I was getting dressed, I turned on my phone and just started speaking into because I was like, cannot lose this. And I just want to encourage you. If God gives you a, a word, if God gives you encouragement, I don't mean your flesh. I mean with God. If you feel God on that, ooh, that's going to bless someone's soul, then I really encourage you to write it down record it somehow writing it down is recording it it's just not audibly but you're recording it the scribes recorded things that happen and that's why we have the bible we have access to records of what happened right they recorded it they didn't have a voice note so it is recording you record it somehow you know um maybe even if it's sharing with someone who has amazing memory you know Record that somehow so that, that you can make sure that thought doesn't escape you. I'm so, like, salty on the thoughts that have drifted, and I pray they drift back here. But uh, I hope that encourages someone in the Lord. Like, write the vision, make it plain. Okay, those are tied. Because it's not only, okay, God gave me a thought, God gave, God gave me a vision, but I have to write it down. I have to um, be committed enough to it that I write it down. And then remember it, look at it, face it experience it walk with it because you know it's going to be so much better for us that way and i'm telling you god is god is the god of the follow-through he is helping me follow through y'all you have no idea the struggle that's real for me with the follow-through it has been it has been a struggle but it's not going to be a struggle anymore and so i think because god is telling me vision 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 how important it is and i for like 2016, I think it was, all I kept listening to was like Terry Seville Foy and vision, 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 like for the whole year. So I, I'm okay that it's a delay till it kind of starts actually taking over, you know, but fill up on the things of God so that it will take over. And, and it's, it's like me getting in shape right now. I cannot, I'm telling you right now, it's not a drastic change that has happened in my body. That you can look at me and be like, girl, no, you've been working out. You can't tell, okay? But I know my body hurts, and in a good way. And uh, I know because I feel it, my energy is different. And um, my friend said my skin looks better, which I received that. I don't see it, but I received that. Praise the Lord. But you know what? It's like, it's like you don't see it. Things are happening, like I've said before, behind the scenes, under the surface, in the unseen realm. Something's happening, you know, and just wait for it to switch, you know, where your metabolism, your metabolic rate changes, you know what I'm saying, when things, the fat starts burning. It, it takes time. If it took time, I say if it took years to get this way, it's going to take it's gonna take a couple years to get back to healthy, you know. But, well, you know, like, like I was, get it tight again. But here's the thing, it's, 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 it's the same with vision. You know, the steps that I'm taking to reach goals, not just fitness, but others, it's, it takes that consistent movement in the right direction to get there. It's going to take vision to carry me. I, I feel like vision pulled me out of bed today. You know? I feel like the vision, the vision that God gave me, it pulled me out of bed because it was like, you know, 
purpose hello purpose woke me up you know god woke me up in purpose and purpose pulled me out of bed because i wanted to just sit there and be like listen i needed two more hours you understand but i did but i didn't i couldn't do it i was i could have done it but i refused to do it because i was like no dude we really need to be intentional about being great and about reaching those goals and you can't reach those goals doing other things one plus one is two that's how it works you know you can't be like i want to get to two but i want to use three and six so three plus six equals two no you can't change the plus to a minus it's a multiplication division to get there well you can use, you can use division obviously <laughs> but that's the other way six divided by three not three divided by six but anyways um it's like i feel so encouraged in the lord to be great and i want to encourage other people to be great and it and i think it does start with vision recording that writing it down even in what i'm saying what i was trying to say about not seeing the physical change in my body but knowing it means something just keep going you're going in the right you're making the right steps to get to where you are believing God to take you the vision that you have for your fitness life is the same even if even if you don't see it happen for a year or two years this is 2018 it was 2016 that I was loading up on vision I was loading up on Terry Seville Floyd like every day for a year <laughs> it might take it might take a year of loading up and a, a year of it sinking in and then it starts activating on the second year but it will happen. And isn't it better that you arrive at two years later and it's happening than two years later and it's not happening because you didn't make those action steps to get there. Thank you, Lord. I was so lit thinking about how cool it would be if there was more Christians talking about follow through. Man, we are so good at showing up to church and shouting. Oh, yes, we can shout, we can clap, or we can sit there. I've been to some very conservative churches. They don't do that. But you can still say, check, I went to church today. But what an awesome resource and source of strength, you know, like a accountability to be surrounded by people who will hold you to a higher standard, the standard of God, the high calling of Christ Jesus, hallelujah, and not just hold you to that but help you use the, you know like we're, we're connecting our gifts and our in our experiences our wisdom from the lord we're interconnected that way and we're able to help launch each other forward here's a thought that i had the other day me being great doesn't negate from you being great because you can't be great being me and i can't be great being you but i can be great being me and you can be great being you and that's the goal be great you be a great you don't worry. This is why you don't even have to get stuck in comparison. You don't have to get stuck in jealousy or the other word that I can't think of right now. <laughs> Covetousness. Thank you, Lord. Like, you're not going to be coveting anybody. I don't want your life. It's not because your life isn't blessed and amazing and I don't admire you. I admire you. Better get your life. Okay? Congratulations that you have it. You know? But my only competition is myself you know what i'm saying my last year self am i better this year than i was last year you know what i'm saying 
at, at my job? Am I better at this task this month than I was last month? You know, it's me. I And I'm not my enemy. I'm my competition. Just because you compete against someone doesn't mean you hate them. I don't think Venus and Serena hate each other when they play against each other in tennis. But you compete. I don't hate myself, and I don't encourage anybody else to hate themselves. That's antichrist of us to do so, to hate ourselves, because God tells us. Jesus tells us. So Christ told us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Christ told us to love ourselves. So that means if I am telling people to not love themselves, if, if people are not loving themselves, that's an antichrist theology. So love yourself. Yes, love yourself. But you are your competition. Be a better you today than you were yesterday or than you were a month ago or whatever makes sense for the progress. Because sometimes a day apart isn't enough. So don't beat yourself up. But like, like I'm saying with the weight loss, from yesterday to today, my arms don't look any more fit to me <laughs> than they did today, yesterday than they did today. Like it's, they, they, they don't look any different. But change is happening. I'm making action steps in the right direction. And even if it's a year later, I'd rather look off the hook healthy a year from now because I made action steps even when I didn't see it happening. Then if a year, I arrive at a year from now and I'm fatter, more depressed, upset, you know, not more depressed as if I'm depressed now, but I just mean like, I'm, you know, just heavy burden and sad because, you know, I'm in a worse state than I was a year ago. Like I said, progress. I say progress is progress. You know, a step in the right direction is a step in the right direction. Rather, it's 16 steps or one step is the right direction that matters. Which direction did I go into? Because I can take 16 steps in the wrong direction. I'd rather take one step in the right direction and be faithful to one step at a time than running in the wrong direction. So I just thank God for all the things, the balance and the everything that he's given me because he wants us to be great. And my great doesn't negate from your great. You know what I'm saying? And God's love for me doesn't negate from his love for you. You know, it's, he's got more than enough great and goodness and love to go around. And so that's why we can celebrate each other's victories and wins. When I'm, I'm believing God for you guys. I'm believing God for my job in Bakersfield. And, you know. I probably could already been working in the county by now, but let's not even go there. So the thing is that, yes, I I am believing for my job in Bakersfield, and I have sisters in Christ that I agree with in prayer that are believing for jobs. And we just found out that one of the girls that we're believing for got her job last, last week. I think it was she got accepted to her job. Let me give you a question here. <laughs> Would it be best? for us to respond, for me to respond with, that's not fair, God, or praise the Lord. Hey, I'm next, hey, hey. If I'm not next, my other sister next, but I'm right next to her, come on. It, it to me, hey, the, the glory, the goodness, the awesomeness of God is rubbing off, is gonna rub off on me. It's gonna run, run from you, and it's not gonna run out from you, but it's going to run on to me. I don't stand next to the people get that answer prayer for some stuff that I'm believing God for. Oh, you got your mighty man of God? Well, hello, I'm going to stand next to you for a minute because <laughs> let's let that rub off. I say celebrate. 
celebrate the great that God is doing in people's lives. They're not your competition. There's no comparison. There, you, How can you compare you in someone else's life? You can't. You're you. <laughs> you know? And, and thank God for all that he's doing in their lives. Literally thank God. And then trust him. Keep trusting him for what he's doing in your life. Because he's doing something in your life. Whether you can see it or not. And so I just want to encourage you to be great and celebrate the great in other people. Celebrate the God in other people. Because he's, he's working in their lives. He's working in yours. God's favor is upon you. I say F-O-G live. You know, oh sorry. <laughs> favor of God. And I wrote this on my paper the other day. I said, because my mama spoke this over me. So I said it. It's, it's live in the favor. Or hold on, live in overflowing favor. Or something like that. Hey, I receive it. However it was written and I received that phrase too. But I wrote FOG under it because I had this wristband and I didn't know Luke 252 like that. But that's, that scripture has carried me, and I encourage you to read it. And I declare, declare that over myself, and I'll declare it over y'all, because I want you to live great. May we increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man, just like Jesus when he walked the earth. That's how I pray scripture. I really encourage you to pray scripture. So this is LaQuisha sounding off, as they would say. I just, I'm, a, I'm signing off because... I'm sounding off and I'm signing off because I, I, I know this is really long and it's time. But <laughs> praise the Lord because we get to live great lives, fulfilled lives. See what the enemy is doing. See, he's, he's cackling at you. He's cackling at you for not trying. Live great. Submit to God, not Satan, okay? That's a James, I think, 4-7. Driving with Quisha.